0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready to rock and roll? Oh, you know what? You're going to love this guest today. As we are celebrating National Epilepsy Month, what greater guest could we have than the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, former congressman, man living with epilepsy, and interim CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation, not to mention my mentor, who I love so much. Welcome to the show, Tony Coelho.
3: Thank you, Joyce. It's great to be on your show, as usual. Uh, I enjoy being with you and all your listeners uh, from all over the country and the world, actually. It's great to be with you.
2: Well, it's great to have you. Um, Tony, people who know you, know what you've gone through uh, living with epilepsy. But one thing I wanted to ask you, of everything about epilepsy, what would you say was the greatest impact on you?
3: I guess there, there's so many positive things because it um, uh, got me to find out who I really was. Um, you know, when you uh develop a disability or you have a disability you have to uh find out uh, who you are deal with uh who you are uh, find out your your character find out um, uh how strong you are or i guess you maybe find out how weak you are but you find out uh, what you're about um and i think uh, uh just uh, finding out what you're capable of and so forth is is um, something that i find uh very positive rewarding i the uh, epilepsy has made me a better person uh and i uh, find that uh, very rewarding uh, i uh, like the fact that because of my epilepsy, I have been involved in so many things to help people, and uh, I I like that. If it weren't for my epilepsy, I, I may have gone into the legal career that I was anticipating. I don't know what uh, type of person I would have become uh, or whatever. I, I just have no idea. Uh, but I like the fact that even though I had some... Some uh, tough times at times. Uh, I I know that that uh, there are situations. I had a rough time with my family. I know that uh, when you have a seizure, it's not the most pleasant thing. But but I really do count my blessings as a result of my epilepsy and the people that I've met and things I've been able to do and. And so forth and so when I count all the positives and all the negatives uh, uh, I thank God for my epilepsy
2: Wow I bet there aren't a lot of people that say that although I know how it has impacted my life just as you said if it were not for epilepsy who knows what I would be doing that that is amazing when you think about it but Tony in your case your family rejected you. The Catholic Church rejected you. Employers rejected you, um, and and it, it actually is unbelievable the great rejection that you dealt with. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you before, what gave you the inner strength to deal with really huge, unbelievable rejection from those closest to you—your family, your church in your dreams of employment?
3: Well, uh, Joyce, I uh, I didn't have all the strength at at all the times, as you know. Uh, I drank a lot. I was drunk uh, uh, at a particular time in my life uh, a lot. I was suicidal. uh, So I I took it uh, real hard and I didn't have, uh, that strength that, that, uh, uh, people talk about, uh, although at a critical time when I was, uh, uh, really down and, and suicidal, uh, something, uh, inside of me, uh, uh, came forth and basically said, I'm not gonna let this happen to me. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, don't find that strength and, and my heart, uh, uh cries out to them when that happens. Uh, uh, I, I really have, uh, a tough time with that because, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, sitting right here looking at a picture of, of a young man, uh, Sam from Connecticut who, uh, uh, didn't have that, uh, Inner strength and committed uh, suicide, uh, and I remember how low I was and and um, how I'd lost my my confidence. Uh, and but I uh, something made me look at a merry-go-round and and look at these young kids uh, believing and laughing and feeling good about themselves and. And uh, I think it was my strong uh, belief, uh, uh, my spiritual belief and something said to me, you've got to be like these young kids and believe again. And from that moment forward, I've said that I would never let uh, anybody or anything um, stop me from believing in myself. And I've never let anybody or anything stop me from believing in myself again and uh, from that moment uh, I just have pushed ahead I've still faced some crisis and I still have faced some tough decisions and I've had to disappoint people at times and and believe in what I believe in and and um, and uh, and I know I've hurt people at times and decisions I've made but I from that day I said look at I have to believe in in who I am, um, and I have to feel s- strong about uh, who I am, and I've got to go out and and do it. Um, and uh, but it was that that moment when I was suicidal uh, um, and I was drinking and and wanted to give up that uh, my inner strength and belief in and um and God in, in just really feeling very strong on that spiritual side of me uh, that uh I decided that I was gonna do this and I was gonna be strong about it and I have been ever since. Um and I know and I don't want that to sound uh sound wrong because I know that since then <clears throat> I have that strength uh, of uh, of of that self strength uh has uh hurt people at times because of my strong beliefs uh and I know that uh, but uh, you've got to believe in yourself you've got to believe in uh in who you are and what you stand for and uh and I have and that's what turned it around for me at that time, and I still feel strongly about things today.
2: You know, I've heard you tell this story so many times about seeing these children getting off and on a merry-go-round, um, and somehow this did something to you. And I guess what you're saying is seeing that that they didn't have any fear, that they didn't care about getting off and on uh, the merry-go-round. But it has always amazed me. That from that you were able to develop this inner strength. I mean, to me, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think,
3: I think what it did is it basically said to me, you know, I'd been student body president in junior high school and in high school and in college and outstanding senior in high school and in college and great grades and so forth. And then all of a sudden because of my epilepsy and my seizures and and the family rejecting my epilepsy and and the church kicking me out of the uh, seminary and not being able to uh drive and losing my license and not getting a job and all these things uh you know I think that to a great extent um, it was uh kicking me off of my high horse. Um, um, I never thought that I was, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if the right word is conceited or whatever. I never thought that I uh, was on a high horse, but maybe it was uh, the good Lord uh, uh, teaching me a little bit of a lesson, you know. Uh, uh, get off of it, and uh, uh, you're just like everybody else. And maybe that was a, a real tough slap at me and, and uh, uh, come down off of it. Uh, but it really, it really hurt, uh, and uh, so when you're knocked off, uh, and you, uh, and I was struggling because I really felt that everything I'd ever loved in my life uh, had turned against me, um, and everything that I'd ever believed in in my life uh, had turned against me, and I didn't. You know, I felt sorry for myself, and I didn't know what I'd ever done to for that to happen to me. And, I, and that happens uh, to a lot of young people uh, and so forth. Um, and, and so when uh, it came to the moment where I had to uh, decide, uh, do I really give up or do I get back on the saddle, in effect, and, and get back at it, Um, uh, those, that laughter of those little kids and, and, uh, them not having a care and really believing again. And I think it was the believing part. Um, it hit me hard and I just, um, said to myself, I'm going to believe again. I'm going to, I'm just going to believe. Um, and I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to believe that I can do it and, uh, and it hit me that one day. It just that very moment, uh, I just believed again, and I've never um, lost my confidence uh, since then. Uh, I've never, hopefully, never, but I've never been been cocky about uh, accomplishments and so forth. I've done well in politics. I've done well in Wall Street. I've done well in um, in business. Um, and so forth but hopefully uh... i haven't been um cocky about it i have just realized that that's another step in life uh... in that uh... what you should be doing is making sure that you don't count that as successes if you count it as another way uh... to help uh... others and that i have uh... devoted my life to to making a difference in the life of others, and that's what I've tried to do. Uh, but that uh, day on that hill in Los Angeles, California, uh, uh, changed my life forever.
2: Yeah, and wow. Little did you know the impact you were going to have on so many millions of people. It, it is amazing when you think about it. Um, and I do not think that you are, as you said, conceited. Um, I actually think the opposite because uh, the impact that you've had, many people would be, come, I don't know what the word is, uh, self-centered, you know, power-hungry, and you've never been like that. And of course, I've known you over ten years, um, and, and I do think that's amazing. But unfortunately, Tony, as you well know, as when you were talking about uh, Sam and surely many other people living with epilepsy there is a stigma attached to epilepsy you know wh- why do you think that is
3: well it goes back it's culturally uh it goes back uh for hundreds of years in that if you read history uh it's it's uh, it was considered at times uh uh uh, a disease of the intellectual. It was considered at times a, a disorder of the powerful, uh, but then it was also considered at times of uh, a disorder or a disease of the possessed uh, and so forth. And uh, so that stuck, and a lot of religions uh, have uh, considered it uh, uh, as a way to... To show that people were possessed by the devil, um, and um, in not just the Catholic Church, I was kicked out of the uh, uh, seminary because uh, in canon law in 400 A.D. it said if you're possessed by the devil or have epilepsy, uh, you can't be a Catholic priest. Uh, so that was part of canon law, and and so if you go through the years uh not only the catholic church but other religions um associated epilepsy with possession of the devil uh, a lot of cultures uh, uh thought that and so it got inbred and it still is uh, something uh, that uh generations have felt and believed uh, a lot of um uh 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 different ethnic groups uh, uh believe that uh, there's a, a uh, I'm very close to uh the mongs so uh, the people from between Cambodia and Vietnam and there's a famous book written by mong um it made the new york uh, times uh top sellers and in there's a reference to me the, um, the mongs came to me and uh from my Congressional district, and wanted to have their uh, their uh, chief doctor uh, pray for me to drive the evil spirits out, uh, because they thought that uh, I had these spirits in me because of my seizures. And by the way, I uh, I still have seizures to this day, and I'm uh, uh, within a few months I'll be seven years old. Um, and uh, uh, they wanted to drive evil spirits out. They're, w- they're wonderful people, but they believe in that that's uh, possession. Uh, so it, it's all different types of uh, cultures. And, you know, religion is a great thing, but religion also uh, uses uh, some of these uh, uh, falsehoods to, to uh, 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 create disciplines uh, to uh, help out in their teachings, um, and that's sad, uh, but it's something that uh, the reason we have the uh, National Epilepsy Foundation and other groups is to try to educate and convince people that these are myths that are not true. Uh, but um, it's gener it's it's been for generations, and and it's sad that the stigma is there because uh you end up with uh, people uh, committing suicide and and you end up with uh people uh bullying, and you end up with uh, like uh, uh my uh, uh my poor mother believing that I really was possessed uh because that's what she was taught and so she uh uh discriminated against me because she believed it to be true um, and not because she didn't love me, but she thought that what she was taught was factual. Um, so it, people really get hurt because of this stigma.
2: Oh, that is so terrible. Um, I am sorry to interrupt you, but I see we have a few callers on the line. So let's go with the first caller. Okay. Hello.
0: Hello, Joyce Tony? Yes. Hey, this is Mark Periello at AAPD. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you? Wonderful. Um, Hi, Mark. It is such a pleasure to be on the phone with both of you. Um, and thank you for taking my call.
2: Uh, well, I will surely be taking your call, Mark Periello. <laughs> well, thank you.
0: Um,
2: so, if you don't mind, um, I'd like to turn the conversation
0: to uh, the more secular for a moment. Um, and, and first, actually, before I get there, I just want to say thank you, Tony, for everything that you have done for AAPD. Uh, the organization is what it is today because of your hard work, your dedication, um, to, to really help to get us where we are. And, and we owe you a tremendous debt. Um, and Joyce, to you as well um, as our new chair, um, it is such a great honor to work with you every day. Um, and you two uh, together are a force uh, to be reckoned with. Um, for a disability, so thank you. Um, Here's my question. You know, at AAPD, we are nonpartisan, and this is a value that we hold in high regard. Um, it is something that we always strive for um, and something that the community, unlike a lot of communities, has a strong history uh, with. And, you know, in this time of sort of hyper-partisanship in D.C., Um, What's your advice, Tony, to to folks who are looking to advocate and push forward an an agenda around disability um, so that we can really uphold that ideal and get work done? Um, And I think that, you know, the the tensions are high on both sides of the aisle. I don't think this is about one party or the other, um, but I'd be interested in your thoughts um, and advice for folks in D.C. and around the country who are looking to, to really Um, advocate and help ensure that people with disabilities um, are entitled to the same things that everyone else are.
3: Thank you, Mark. Uh, I've been involved, as you know, in the disability movement for 40 years, uh, legislatively and so forth. Uh, And the one thing I've been adamant about is that you have to keep the disability movement uh, bipartisan. And the reason you do is that there's so many uh, issues that uh, uh, are always coming up uh, that need to be resolved. and that with the changes in administrations and the changes in Congress and regards to who has the power uh, politically, then we need to deal with both parties in order to get the issues resolved. Um, and I think that to great extent, the important thing is to stay, 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 stay focused, on the issue and stay away from uh the personalities. Uh you can you can stay focused on an issue um, and you can generally get both parties to help you on an issue if you're careful about uh dealing with the personalities that are involved. Uh a lot of politicians will like to take the issue and politicize it. For their own personal gain, as opposed to realizing uh, that it's uh, not the issue, but it's the people that are impacted by the issue uh, that need to be helped. And so sometimes uh, you've got to be careful uh, on the politician that you work with, as opposed to the issue that you deal with uh and so as a uh group like AAPD it becomes incumbent upon you uh to be very careful that you don't permit the politician to take you down the wrong path uh the the uh the people that are impacted by uh these issues are the focus that you always got to stay on uh, they're the ones who get hurt if a politician takes it down a strictly political path. Um stick with the people that are impacted, stick with the issues and how it hurts or doesn't uh hurt a a a group of people that you're dealing with and the association will always win. Uh we have generally on ADA and on the ADA Amendments Act, on the treaty that we're working on right now, uh we stay very focused on uh, what we're dealing with and try to avoid the the real partisan folks that want to keep it partisan.
2: All right. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Mark, listen, thank you for your leadership at AAPD, um, and it is also wonderful to know you. You keep up the great work you're doing.
3: Yeah I can Joyce, before Mark hangs up, That having Mark as the president, uh, the new president of AAPD, is fabulous. Uh, His, Your leadership, Mark, your enthusiasm, your drive, your commitment to those of us with disabilities is absolutely wonderful, exciting, and AAPD
0: has a wonderful future under your leadership. All right. Well, thank you both. All Um, right. I really appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Mark. Thanks for calling in. I think we have another... Uh, caller who has been very patiently waiting. Uh, Tanya, are you on there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay,
4: Thank you first of all for your patience. Um, go ahead. Hi, Tony, Hi, Joyce. Um, I am Sarah Elizabeth Clark's mother. And so Tony, I've met you several times in DC through um, my own daughter's efforts through her epi- epilepsy advocacy. And Joyce, you are like a mentor to Sarah, as you know. Oh, I love Sarah. Sarah Tony
2: is awesome. She does tremendous fundraising on her own. She's an advocate. She speaks up and speaks out, and she has a book out. I mean, she is unbelievable. I love her. Go ahead, (laughs) Tanya.
4: Thanks. Um, Well, first of all, thank you both for all the hard work you do in advocating for not only epilepsy, which is near and dear to my heart, but for everybody with disabilities. And my question is, with all the new technology out, there's so much cyberbullying going on. How do we get about that, or that's such a hard thing to... um, make into a law or track down because that is the way the children are, are bullying each other these days and those with a disability, as you know, are unfortunately the bigger targets.
3: Well, I agree with you, uh, the, also the opposite is true that this modern technology is really a wonderful thing for those of us with disabilities and that it permits uh, people with disabilities to communicate like they never have before. Uh, people who have never been able to reach out uh, to people because they're homebound and so forth and so on. So modern technology has, uh, taken folks that are, that are homebound, uh, or people that can't uh, speak, uh, they all of a sudden can communicate. And so, uh, technology has opened up, uh, their ability to to reach out and uh, develop relationships and so on. But in regards to any uh, advancement, there are also negatives. And you've hit it right on the head uh, that uh, this technology advancement has also uh, caused a great deal of problem in that uh, kids uh, with insecurities have used a lot of this technology to bully and and hurt uh, uh, other kids. How do we how do we take advantage of the positives and how do we prevent the negatives? Um, it's very hard to do. Uh, obviously, there are laws being passed to say you can't do this, and if you do, here are the consequences of it. Uh, but you're never going to be able to stop uh, all of it. Uh, a lot of it begins with uh parents and teachers and trying to educate uh but you'll never uh, stop all of it. Uh, um, I I I think we've got to acknowledge that as technology keeps Im- improving that there will be benefits and there will be negatives, uh we just have got to uh educate our kids uh not to become part of uh the negative aspects of this new new technology. Um, I think that as kids become educated to it, uh they recognize that it's wrong. Uh, but it is very tough um, to to see and experience the negatives of technology.
2: Yeah, Tanya, one thing I'd like to say about that because I know precisely what you're talking about. You're bullied at school and then you go home and it's on Facebook, you're ugly, you're weird, why don't you die? Um, or it's on Form Springs or Twitter, or wherever. So it's like twenty four by seven bullying. Um one two suggestions I have. One is you have a powerful voice with Sarah. And I would continue to have her speak up she's a great speaker and and really speak up about this you know and how we must stop this and get back your muchness and you know not put up with this because empowerment is always the key but even if you go to that Bender lead on team on Facebook uh, which is Hundreds of people now, young people across the United States, that if someone is bullied, they'll go on there and say, you know, this is what happened to me, and then all of these kids come out of everywhere saying, hey girl, I've been there, don't worry, this is what I've done, you know, and all of a sudden you have all these friends. I would like Sarah, Elizabeth, to put something on there about this cyber bullying. Um, and 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 ask all of the other young people with disabilities, you know, what they think and
4: how we can stop that. Well, I think that's a great idea. She had something recently on there about two or three weeks ago over an incident at school that she was not involved in, but she was just outraged at, at behavior of some of the teens and, and the lack of disrespect for others that have been in situations. So... She did well, put that out there, but that is a great idea, Joyce. And, yeah, and, and I will she put, ought to put something to get, out there uh, um, about try her. to
3: get the, the quote, quote unquote, a cool kids in school to take it on, because uh, if if the kids in school will take on bullying and, and make it a negative, and it's the uncool thing to do, then... M- Kids won't do it if it's the uncool thing to do. What happens is that uh, kids do it and they think, "Oh, that must be cool." So they do it because, or they put up with it, or they don't take it on because it must seem okay. But if if kids like Sarah and others will will get other kids to go after it on their their web pages, or I'm not. Technologically advanced as you can tell. But if, if they'll tweet it or whatever and take it on as the, uh, as the uh, bunch of kids in the school, they'll get most kids not to do it. It has to, they, responsible kids have to take it on and say this is not the thing to do, it's not the cool thing to do, whatever it is, and, and, and it'll, it'll become, it'll, they'll, They'll stop it from happening. It will become the uncool thing to do, and it
2: stops. And you know what? I just thought of another thing, uh, Tony, um, Tony. How old is Sarah Elizabeth now? 16. 16. Because at some point, Tony, she is a great candidate for the Youth Council at the Epilepsy Foundation.
3: I love that. That's a great idea.
2: Do you know what I'm talking about, Tony? Because of Tony... When he was chair years ago, he started this National Youth Council. And Sarah is perfect for that. So, um, you can get back in touch with me or Tony um, at the Epilepsy Foundation uh and that's another thing we could do. Oh, that's a great idea. How old do you need to be for that? Tony. I
3: think it I think it's um, I think it's 16 and it's for Uh, uh, kids going up to 21. I don't have all the details, but I think that's, that's what it is. We're trying to get young people. What I'm, the idea that I had was to get young people involved in affiliates and in national and providing leadership, uh, as they get older so that we have a new group of people that are running epilepsy activities all over the country. Uh, and to do grab young people and get them involved early. That's the whole issue.
4: And Tony, well, I'm, I'm sure, sure she will know. go with that one and she will be in touch with you Joyce about that. Yeah, be because we can look her, into that's it, right up her alley as you know. I know. We need it, it would be great if we had a high school student because that's when this is all happening. You know what I, agree, I mean? Well, I Tonya? appreciate both of your time and thank you again for all that both of you do. Thank you. Thanks Tanya. Keep up.
2: Tell Sarah Elizabeth I said hi and to keep I sure up will. speaking up. Alright, thank you. Bye bye. Oh, she is so awesome. That young girl. Uh, she is and Tony, you would be so proud of her. Hey, before I forget this, something extremely important we in the United States are also extremely excited to see that we were able to get you and coerce you to be the interim CEO for the National Epilepsy Foundation. I mean, wow, what a thrill. So I have to ask you, Tony, why did you agree to do this?
3: Well, anybody who knows Joyce Bender, it's hard <laughs> to say no, right? <laughs> uh, Joyce and... Uh... Brian Smith, Dr. Smith, uh, who is the current chair of the foundation, asked me if I would uh, step in and be the interim chair of the... Uh, it's, you know, it is my ministry. It, it is what I strongly believe in. Um, and uh, I am really committed to doing anything I can to help out the epilepsy movement and uh and it's hard for me to say no to to anything dealing with epilepsy and so when when asked uh, I of course have said yes um, and so I'm I've been doing it now for eight weeks and um, my goal is to have the best walk we've ever had our national walk will be on March 31st of next year it's a sixth annual walk it's something that um, i helped get started uh uh 5 years ago and um, it's really grown now and every year it gets bigger which is exciting um, and uh the it's a great you know you you walk starts at the capitol and you walk uh, by the monuments it's a beautiful uh site to walk uh, it, uh, I, I love the fact that we start at the nation's capital and then walk around these monuments. It just, it's, I think it's really empowering, uh, to our movement. Uh, it's great, uh, photos, but it, I think it's empowering for those of us with epilepsy. Um, I think the first time we did it, uh, really had a huge impact on me and those that, that, did do the walk, but every year it just seems to to be just reinforcing. Um, and then we uh, have these youth programs that uh, uh, we just referenced the um, uh, the youth council, and then so many other programs that we have throughout the throughout the year. We have these summer camps uh, for uh, young. People in in the high school years, uh, a lot of young people have never been to a camp, and only uh, young people with epilepsy go to these camps. We have doctors and nurses that go with them, but it's without their parents, without anybody else, and they go to these camps for a week. It's an exciting time for them to to meet other young people with epilepsy and to be able to be in a in a uh, in a campground and. And experience camp activities and so forth. And they end up developing lifelong friends who, uh, have, uh, who go through life like they do. Um, well, well,
2: and, hold, uh, well, hold on there, uh, Tony. What? I think we are getting backed up here with calls. Go ahead. So I have to interrupt you just one minute. Jason, are you on the line?
1: Yes. Hi, Joyce. This is Jason Johnson from Illinois. We met at the mentoring day a few weeks ago.
2: Hey Jason, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you for calling in.
1: Yes, Tony, I've been wanting to meet you for a while. I am an attorney, actually. I work in uh, the Illinois Attorney General's office. Great. And I have epilepsy. Good for you. Love you. So I met uh, I met Joyce at this mentoring day. Mentor. And I want to thank you so much for all that you have Mm -hmm. done, and for sharing your personal
2: story. Uh, For me, it's been a real strength.
3: Good. Thank you, Jason. Pretty hey, Jason,
2: Jason, all you have to do is go to that National Epilepsy Walk and you'll meet Tony.
3: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. It's in March 31st in Washington,
2: D.C. I'd love to walk it with you. Uh-oh. How can you pass that up, Jason? That sounds incredible. You heard it. You heard it from him. We'll expect to see you there.
1: I'll work on it.
2: All <laughs> right. And, Jason, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for calling.
1: Thank you. And I just had actually a question really good. fast, Joyce, if I can.
2: Good. Go ahead.
1: Tony, what do you see in terms of, of us that are legal advocates? What do you see as the major issues that uh, we should be watching for um, that people with epilepsy are facing?
3: Well, I think the, the first thing is, is that there are uh, a lot of programs that we have, and we just want to make sure that our state reps and our uh, folks in the Congress uh, don't do away with the programs to – help educate and, and have people uh, supported that have epilepsy. Um, we used to, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, re- epilepsy was not recognized at all in research and, and so forth. And we've made a lot of progress in, in uh, getting money uh, towards research, uh, you know, find a cure, but also just uh, education and so forth on, on epilepsy. And, um, and now there's attempts to, to cut back and so forth. And uh, if you have uh, other disorders, uh, the more money goes towards those, and there are a lot more people with epilepsy than other ones. I'm not against any disorder or any disease and so forth. I just don't want to see us uh, with epilepsy uh, go back when we have not been there, Steny Hoyer. And others have done a great job of of um, helping us get to where we are now. NIH and CDC and and uh, and other uh, federal programs are finally uh, helping us out on epilepsy. And so uh, we'll keep you informed. I don't know if you're on our our list, but uh, if you aren't, um, well, let us know, and we'll get you on their list so that you know what we're trying to do on the national level and, and also on the state level. Uh, but that's the issue, is to make sure we can continue to make advancement. We just got a huge grant from CDC uh, in regards to uh, educating and getting uh, uh, particularly young people involved in some things. So the the lack of education on edu- on epilepsy uh, is tremendous, and particularly with a lot of different groups, groups, uh, uh, that uh, just have never been in, informed and educated. So that type of stuff is the biggest challenge to us right now. And then, of course, uh, research.
2: And, hey, Jason, if yes. you send me an email, Jason, I'll get you in touch with the right people.
3: That sounds excellent.
2: All right. Hey, listen, have a happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for calling. Hey, Thank Jason. Thank you oh, very
3: much. Jason, remember, March 31st next year, National Walk, and I'll walk with you. Oh, that'd be great. I'm
1: uh, with NBC, so I'd love to go back. Okay, great.
2: All right. Hey, we have another caller on the line. Um, Judy, are you there? Yes, I am here, and I know that you probably have a lot of things to talk about and um, a lot of people that want to talk to you.
4: Hi, Tony. How are you?
2: Fine, Judy. Um, I just wanted to thank Tony for for taking on um, the uh, his leadership role with the Epilepsy Foundation and very much look forward to working with him. And uh, you know how we all feel about you. Thank and, you, Judy. Love you. you. Appreciate enjoy. it very much. And uh, so happy Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy the rest of the telephone because I know that you're getting backed up here. Hey, Thank Judy, you, Judy. Appreciate Judy. it. Okay, Thank take care. Judy. Bye-bye. Judy. Yes. Thank you for calling in. I want everyone to know Judy's the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, my hometown, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she is the best of the best. Judy, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, Tony, before we're in a situation here where the show is ending, which callers, thank you so much but pretty soon I won't be able to finish this show here with Tony. So, Tony, before we go further, if someone's listening to the show and they're saying, wow, Tony Quello, interim CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, I want to get involved, how do they make a contribution?
3: Well, if somebody wants to make a contribution, uh, what they do is uh, they should go to, uh, www.epilepsyfoundation.org so www.epilepsyfoundation.org
2: okay there. they can make a contribution a financial contribution yep or they
3: can call 800 213 5821 800 213 5821 and they can make a contribution uh, either way and i would urge you to do so uh we we uh, can use uh, unrestricted funds which means uh for the organization to function to provide the education and provide these programs these youth programs that i've been talking about and and providing for the walk and all these things that are so important to to uh, help out in getting things getting
2: things done yeah and listen as you know we're celebrating thanksgiving coming up this week which is a time we all give thanks for everything we have i give thanks for so many things you know i'm lucky to be alive i'm living with epilepsy i'm not ashamed i'm living with epilepsy i have wonderful employees wonderful uh, family uh friends husband everything but I want to tell you that Tony means so much to me, and so do all the people uh, at the Epilepsy Foundation. But you heard those young people the, talking about that young woman and Tony talking about Sam, who, as a result of all of this and bullying, uh, took his own life. We can't make a difference. Tony can't make a difference without you contributing. So I don't care how much it is but I know every one of you could make a contribution to the Epilepsy Foundation, and if you can't find them, I can, at BenderConsult.com or VoiceAmerica.com. So I, too, urge you to do that. Um, And, Tony, it does help change a life. It does help you change lives of young people, but without that, you can't do so, correct?
3: That's exactly right. Um, And the, the reason I i am so committed and so involved is that i know uh by my involvement and by the things i do uh that i have uh, changed uh at least one person's life uh and it's so easy to do it just by uh committing your time or by making a gift or contribution uh by just being involved by willing to listen by by uh um, just reaching out to people and showing that you care um, and you really don't uh, appreciate um, how many people just want to be able to be heard. Uh, the, a lot of these young people uh, are just uh, uh, want somebody to listen to them as they go through their struggles. Um, when somebody is bullying them or they're thinking about what's life uh, worth, why should they be living. If somebody will just listen to them, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and so by being involved, by sponsoring somebody to be on the, on the walk, by, uh, being involved with, uh, sponsoring somebody to could go to one of the camps, uh, these are all things that will make a difference in somebody's life and uh it's it's so personally rewarding uh, when you do that so yeah. i i urge people to become involved we we know that there are over 3 million uh americans uh who have epilepsy um, and so many more that uh, are impacted by it so uh we urge you to be involved in helping and making a difference
2: Yes, and for those, and many people tell me this is their favorite holiday, and then I have to remind them, thanks, what's the next word? Giving. Thanksgiving. Keep that in mind as you're celebrating that day. Tony, do you have a special message that you would like to leave with our listeners today?
3: Yes, I I think that. The, the one thing I'd like to say is that uh, those of us with uh, disabilities, those of us with, with epilepsy, uh, we we want to make a difference, not only for ourselves but for others. Um, we are committed to uh, wanting to uh, to work, wanting to uh, make a difference, uh, not only in in our own lives but the lives of our families and the lives of our city and so forth. So we're not looking uh, for pity. We're not looking uh, for handouts. Uh, We want to be involved, engaged, and participating and so forth. So um, that's what we're about. Uh, uh, We have seizures. Uh, We need uh, medications. Uh, We need... uh, uh... the assistance of doctors and so forth uh... but we want to participate in society uh... we want to be engaged and involved and so forth and uh... so uh... if you will, uh... help us uh... we can uh... participate just like everybody else uh... so uh, make sure that that uh... you understand that and help us succeed And that goal just like anybody else.
2: That's right. No pity. We don't need pity. That, that is so true what Tony is saying. And, and before we end the show today, and by the way, don't forget epilepsyfoundation.org. Take time this year at Thanksgiving. Make a contribution. the, uh, epilepsyfoundation.org. Uh, Tony, you know how you said earlier is you're giving people advice in your message that to, and, and with the Epilepsy Foundation and giving that one person can make a difference. All of you listening to the show, remember, all those people with disabilities I've hired, all those young people that you know I have mentored, this radio show, everything I've done. The person that impacted me is on the show right now, Tony Coelho. So that's the example, and I am just one. There are many that he's impacted that way. Uh, and Tony, I love you. Uh, you mean the world to me. You are my mentor, and I give you all the thanks for that. Thank you for calling in today. Thank
3: you, Joyce. Appreciate it very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your, your family. And happy Thanksgiving to all your listeners and thank all your listeners for all they do to make life better and more enjoyable for all of us who have disabilities. Thank you very much.
2: Okay, and we end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And today it has to be none other than Tony Coelho, who influenced me so much with this quote, which is, When you get a chance to take the podium, speak up. And Tony, I do. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to Tony, to everyone, to all my listeners. And remember, speak up. See you next week.
1: Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.